Uh, he's a good young player. You know, he's got a lot of length. He kind of looks like the old, like the old Seattle corners, the Richard Sherman. The guys are just long and lanky and able to make plays on the ball, uh, playing with a ton of confidence. You know, I think last week he, they didn't really go after him much at all, didn't really test him, um, which I understand. I, you can see that watching the tape. Um, he's really made an impact early on in his career there. So he's a good player. You can normally kind of target a rookie corner, but he's not exactly your average rookie cornerback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he was drafted high. There was a lot of high opinions of him coming in, and he's lived up to that expectation, in my opinion. So. What about DJ Reed on the other side of him? What, what kind of quarterback is he? Yeah, he's played really well. They're built very different, but he's done a great job. He's really feisty. Um, you know, obviously with teams getting more and more attention to Sauce Gardner, that it feels like teams are going after him a little more, but he's risen to the challenge. You know, they're playing really, really well. It's a really good pass defense. I think the stats would tell you that as well. Um, they play with high effort, and that kid's done a great job over there on, the, on his side as well. Excuse me, a lot like Philly right. earlier in the year. What did you do different? Have you learned anything from that that will cause you to change some stuff up? Yeah, not, not necessarily. I mean, we're aware of it. We understand that. We understand we, we kind of had our own self-inflicted issues uh, in Philly in terms of our ball security. So that's just something we've been aware of. We've tried to emphasize that every single week going in. We've played in games that there was expected rain, whether that was home games or on the road. Um, so that's certainly something we're aware of. We understand we have to do a better job than we did when we saw that three months ago. I guess I said one to two inches of rain is expected. Would you rather it be one to two inches of snow? I mean, if you have to choose between the two. I'm in the box. So it is. It's going to be nice. They got good food. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that's a that's a fair question. Maybe, I mean, anything falling, snow falling, rain falling, that's not ideal. If it's you know, if it's just snow on the ground, that's different. That you'd probably prefer that. Depends on how much. But, I mean, each game. The conditions are what they are, and you kind of just deal with it. At least both teams are playing in it. That's the biggest thing. So um, I'd love it to be perfectly nice and sunny and warm, no breeze, all that type of thing. But that's just not the way we play football. And when you play in these outdoor environments, you got to deal with it. So When you have a situation where different guys each week are stepping up and being able to make plays, it was Evan, it was Zay this week, is that more on Trevor and just his chemistry with each guy, or does that come down to game planning and attacking a defense based off what they're giving you? Yeah, I think it's all the above. I mean, it's kind of, we build a game plan and really everybody has their plays. I mean, everybody would kind of go home at night and say, oh, I hope they call these three, four, three, these three, four plays, it's going to hit. And then it's just a matter of how it works in the game. Sometimes you call it, they probably break the huddle thinking I'm going to get this ball, defense plays a certain way and it goes another place or something happens. Um, so I don't know, I think it's more just the, the byproduct of the offense and Trevor operating it at, you know, very efficiently at least, where the ball just go, kind of goes where it's supposed to go if the look's right. If the look's not right, get a completion, keep the play moving, or keep the series moving, and, and we'll come back to certain things. So I think it just kind of played out that way where a couple weeks ago, things just found Evan. Uh, last week, things found Zay, but I think it was kind of spread pretty evenly, which we like to see where, the, you know, there's a couple guys that get six, seven targets, a couple guys around 60, 70, 80 yards, somebody makes a big play, and kind of blows up their numbers a little bit. That's just kind of the way it works sometimes. Walker Little, what kind of confidence is there for him at left tackle? Yeah, tons of confidence with, with Walker. He stepped in, did a good job. He's got playing experience from last year even to draw on. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a legitimate battle through the offseason, through training camp at the tackle position, and that's because Walker put himself in that position to make that a real competition. Now, we were fortunate that Cam and JT have played so well and had stayed healthy to this point, um, but there's tons of confidence in Walker that Walker's going to step in and do his job. Uh, and, you know, I think he'll play well performing next to, to Tyler Shatley as well. Tyler's done a great job communicating with the tackles next to him. So, you know, it's next man up. 
he's, he's got a job to do, and we expect him to do it at a high level. I know, I know swing tackles are expected to play both left and right, but how hard is that for a guy to go in there and play, you know, like 30 snaps, right tackle, and yeah. left tackle? I mean, I assume it's really hard. I've never done it myself, but <laughs> I, I can imagine where it would be hard, of, you know, changing your stance, changing your dominant hand, um, and especially with the pass rushers we were going against last week. You know, you, you all of a sudden, you're cool on the sideline, you step in the game, and you're facing Micah Parsons on one side, you move over to the other side, maybe you're still facing him because they flipped him or you're facing Demarcus Lawrence, but I thought Walker handled the challenge really well. What kind of job has Phil Rauscher done with this group? I mean, I, no disrespect to Shatley at all, but he was a second team guy. Now right. you're playing with a tackle that's a swing guy, second team guy, you got a rookie at center, exactly. and you held them to one sack, right. and they've given up one in the last three games. Yeah, I, I, Phil's done a phenomenal job of having all those guys ready. And a lot of, a lot of it is kind of the room that's built, the, the type of character that we have in that room. Um, you know, we lose Ben Barch, Shatley steps in, Shatley's played great so far. They've done a good job keeping Trevor clean um, and being able to keep us in situations where we can, we can kind of dictate the terms of the game. If you get in third and 11, you're not going to make a living in third and 11 against the Dallas Cowboys in that pass rush. So being able to maintain that. But then, like you said, Walker stepping in and just being ready to play, whatever side he's needed on. All those guys expecting that the next man up is going to do their job. Luke running the show and communicating has been really, really good so far at this point in his rookie year. Now. We've got to continue just as an offense. We have one good game. It doesn't do anything for us on Thursday night. We have to continue to come out and execute at a high level. Anything change at all in your playbook without Cam out there? No. Nothing will change. We'll continue to operate as is. Trevor's talked openly about the Denver game in London being a low point for him. And did you get that sense at the time or on the flight back that this was he was going to be different or he vowed to be different? Yeah, I, I mean, you saw kind of the just dejection in him. We, he came up, I remember him coming up and sitting next to me on the plane for a long time. We just had a long conversation about where we were and all that. But I mean, I wouldn't have said he was down in the dumpster. He just doesn't seem to have that personality. You know, you, you felt like he would respond. And so, you know, just to watch him work and kind of the way he pulled himself out of that moment. And I think it was just that moment. I don't think things linger with him very long, good or bad. I think he just continues to play and move on. Um, so you felt confident that that was going to happen. And then you know, you need to see it. And it's every single week, like we said, you know, just because he's had success in consecutive weeks doesn't do anything for Thursday night. You've got to go out and play well. That's what the great players in this league do, regardless of position. The great players show up every single week and they're consistently great. How difficult is the Jets defense in general? We talked about Sauce already, obviously, but just yeah. what they've been able to do, what sort of challenges do they pose? It feels like there's just a wave of defensive linemen coming in and out. So there's, it doesn't feel like there's a major drop off when the backup D line comes in. Uh, which is not always common across the board um, with defenses you face. So they just it feels like they just keep throwing pass rushers out there. They're playing with their hair on fire. They're flying up the field at the quarterback. They've done a good job. I think they're top 10 in the league in sacks. They've done a great job in pressures. They fly around in the back end. You can tell the command that C.J. Mosley has in this defense of just kind of running the show, getting everything directed when they're checking. They all get on the same page pretty quickly. I think the safeties have played really well. Even with Joyner out the other day, uh, you know, they, Will Park stepped in. I thought he played well. And then the Whitehead, number three, he's played really well this season. He shows up. Our receivers are very aware that if you have to block him in the run game, he's going to show up quickly with a bad attitude. So. And I know Quentin Williams is, is kind of questionable to play, but, but if he does, what sort of threat is he? And, you know, how big of a challenge is that going to be for the interior of, of your offensive line? Yeah, he, he is a great player. Uh, caused a lot of disruption in there. And it's tough when it's inside because it's not like you can put a tight end on the edge and try to help. It's, you know, when you can, you try to make sure you send a double team to him. But that's the, kind of the versatility of being able to move around inside. They present issues where there's going to be one-on-one -on -one situations. And he's a very good player that can cause a lot of problems in there. Okay.
Cool. Thanks, guys.